Well, family, happy Friday. It is good to be with you once again on this April 17th. I can hardly believe it, but we have made it not only to the end of another week, but we are more than halfway through this month of April. It is Friday, so I have an air high five for you here. But I encourage you to appreciate those people you can be with physically and maybe give them a Friday high five today as well. I love that while we are apart from one another, we can continue to be together in God's Word. And There is a song sheet PDF link that is included with this podcast. I invite you to open that now before we continue in prayer. Let us pray. O Lord, open our lips to praise your name, so that we might adore you as you graciously dwell in us, your people. O blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are worthy of all adoration and worship, blessing and praise, now and forevermore. Amen. Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. Do you know that all the dark won't stop life from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do. all creation groaning it is is a new creation coming it is is the glory of the lord to be the light within our midst it is is it good that we remind ourselves of Does the Father truly love us? He does. Does the Spirit move among us? He does. And does Jesus our Messiah hold forever those He loves? He does. Does our God intend to dwell again with us? Does. Is any 
anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. From every people and tribe, every nation and tongue, he has made us a kingdom and priest to God to reign with the Son. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Christ, you are the Lion of Judah who conquered the grave. You are David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. From every people and tribe, every nation and tongue, you have made a kingdom, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. And you are worthy of all blessing and honor and glory. May not only our lips, but also our very lives proclaim your praise and bring honor and glory to your holy name. Amen. Psalm 96 says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the people are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Dear family, let us add our voices to all of creation and ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. We sing, Great Are You, Lord.
finish with the Gospel of Mark and take our final look at Mark chapter 16. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they would not believe it. After these things, he appeared to another, in another form to two of them, 
as they were walking into the country, and they went back and told the rest, but they did not believe them. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. And now we hear from Professor Jonathan Reese. I am a fan of zombie films and television shows. I'm not fanatic about it, but I do enjoy them. In fact, I just completed my favorite zombie apocalypse television show on Netflix, which is called Kingdom. It is a Korean zombie apocalypse show that takes place sometime between the 18th and 19th centuries. If you are a fan of zombies, I highly rec recommend this show. I think it's better than The Walking Dead. In watching these shows and films, one common theme that I notice is that the initial response to the declaration that the dead have arisen is one of incredulity. Most people scoff at the idea. Humph, they might say. The dead simply do not rise from the dead. Meanwhile, right behind them is some zombie who's going to turn them into an afternoon snack. Very quickly then, incredulity gives way to fear, especially when the hordes of zombies start pouring into the streets and banging on the doors and eating your neighbors. And then fear gives way to fleetness of feet, and not surprisingly so. In the accounts of the resurrection, we do see both reactions to the news that the dead have been raised. While Mark's gospel does not record this, we do know from John's gospel that Thomas wasn't around at Jesus' initial resurrection appearance. And so he react, reacted with incredulity at the announcement that Jesus rose from the dead. Incidentally, Matthew's gospel records that even when the disciples encountered the resurrected Jesus in Galilee, right before Jesus gave them his great commission, that some doubted. They were looking at the resurrected Jesus, and some were still doubting. Thomas, therefore, cannot be the only one given the label of doubter. In Mark's account of the resurrection, the oldest reading of Mark's gospel ends with verse 8, which reads, And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now, why would the angel's pronouncement cause such a reaction in the women? Why would they flee in fear and tell no one of the news? In some respects, I think this echoes the reaction of the zombie movies and television shows that are so popular. They viewed the rising of the dead as a negative thing, as a bad thing. In looking at Luke's account of the resurrection, the initial reaction to Jesus' sudden appearance in the room was also fear. They believed that they were seeing a ghost. Jesus even speaks to this particular fear when he invites them to touch him to see that he has physicality, which no one did, which therefore he asked for them to give him food to show that he was not a ghost. Just like today, the ancient world believed in the existence of ghosts. 
They feared the dead coming back because it meant trouble. If the dead came back to haunt the living, this meant that the dead was seeking revenge. Ancient texts outside of the New Testament speak to this belief and fear. If we apply this context, then we have a better understanding of their fear. Think about this way. The disciples had abandoned Jesus in the garden. Peter betrayed him in the courtyard. He died one of the most horrible and gruesome ways to die. The women's fearful reaction to this news was probably due to their belief that he was going to get revenge on them for abandoning him and leaving him to die in such a way. Yet as Luke's gospel records, he came to them not as a vengeful spirit, but as a flesh and blood savior, their savior, your savior, a savior who comes and speaks peace, who shows the crucifixion wounds in his hands and feet, wounds that he willfully received for them, wounds that he willfully received for you in order to elicit a response of faith, not fear. For these were wounds that bled the payment for our sins, a payment that was paid in full on Calvary for you and for me. And as resurrected Lord, he stands before them and before you as conqueror. Death is not something to be feared because the defeater of death had conquered death for them and he conquered death for you. Here is why I believe Mark originally ended his gospel the way that he did with verse 8. You see, all along, Mark has included us in Jesus' journey from baptism to miracles to teaching to trial to cross to resurrection. At the end of this journey, Mark, in a sense, is asking us a question. At the news of the resurrection, will you too flee in fear and tell no one? Or will you run in faith and tell everyone? What will your response be? Amen. We pray. Almighty God, by the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, you destroyed death, and you brought life and immortality to light. Grant that we who have been raised with him may abide in his presence and rejoice in the hope of eternal glory. Equip us to run in faith to tell everyone the wonderful good news. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, friends, the Lord's richest blessings be with you this weekend. I look forward to being able to be with you once again on Monday. God's peace be with you.